Manimal here. It is December 7th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we have a ton of league news to sift through. We work our way through that. We've also got Rangers news, some notes, some award winners. We've also got number 14 in our year-end top 15 moments of the 2023 Texas Rangers season. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the Boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. I guess I could have told you that in a second. But I was so excited to tell you that your Texas Rangers are the 2023 World Series champions. Go follow me on social media, Kevin Lee Frazier, as I said, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And go follow my co-host, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? And where can they follow you on social media? Well, they can check out my website, mm. oh. uh, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word? Oh, hey, see, it, it works both ways. But, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're doing good. We got the Twitter and the X or whatever at Manimal Bull. We got Instagram, Manimal 300. We've got both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. So, you know, you find me, we'll start talking Rangers baseball. Uh, had, uh, you know, uh, interesting question posed this morning. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe we won't. Mm, interesting question. Posted this morning also, Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Somehow or another, I messed up the introduction, and I'm proud What of happens that. to the best of us? I'm proud Even of Even former world champions have days where. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you win some, you win a bunch, and maybe you lose a few here and there, so it happens. Well, and we're also looking at the run sheet today, and we've got a ton Bro. to talk about, so... You know, it's winter meetings, the hot stove. Did it get hot? No. But, like, I think it would keep a family of three warm in a a 12 by 12 room. Well, I'll say this. It did heat up with this first story. Finally, we think we have a destination for Juan Soto. We also know that it's Alex Verdugo, right? Goes to the Yankees. In a- Alex Verdugo is for sure a Yankee from from a, in a trade with Boston for a couple of right-handers. Um, it would have been kind of the equivalent of the Rangers maybe going Owen White, Mitch Brott to get Alex Verdugo. So, um, you know, the Yankees apparently with the way Rule 5 went today, um, the way this Soto trade is shaping up, I mean, they got a ton of arms on their farm and they just don't know what to do with all of them. And uh, they're going to start getting scattered across the major leagues. Well, and I'm sure they'll have plenty of fun over the next few years. um, If these trades don't go the way they hope they will go, uh, watching these guys play good everywhere. So the Soto trade, obviously blockbuster, huge deal. Um, I know Ranger fans out there that wanted Soto are kind of thinking, well, you know, if we were going to be in on Soto, uh, what would we? What would be the equivalent 
of what we would have had had to give up. Because I think let's <clears throat> understand, like, if you're telling me, hey, they want Wyatt Langford, they want Ezekiel Duran, they want, you know, uh, they want Owen White, they want Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker. Uh, you know, like, if they're just I think, I think top guys, then uh-uh. Yeah, I think the more equivalent to what the uh, Rangers would be looking at would be um, lighter Porter. Um, one more somewhere there from the middle, maybe Zach Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, I used Brat earlier, Stefan, one of those guys. Uh, any of those three guys might have been worked into the picture. And then you're looking at they also sent like somewhat of a Cody Bradford type i mean not not equivalent like not the same pitcher but like same places in their career mm-hmm. maybe you know uh and then um probably not the equivalent of duran because i think duran's a better player than ishikawa but like maybe like uh um gosh sam huff isn't a good comparison um so i would have to go to a different position and i would say maybe like josh smith Okay. And uh, so that would be kind of the the package. Those five type guys, you'd have to be Porter, Leiter, um, Bradford, um, Josh Smith, and then somebody from that middle, say Josh Steffen. Yeah, and, and I mean... Remember- For one year guaranteed of Soto and take it on the contract of Trent Grisham. Yeah, the, and there's no guarantee that Soto's going to be back. That's the... That's the caveat here. That's the and and Trent Gresham is basically like take Leody Tavares's or uh, August mm-hmm. and then do that for the whole year. Yeah, so you're you're taking on something you may not really want, I guess. Yeah, and with the emergence of Evan Carter last off season, the Padres would have to go somewhere else to dump salary um, to take on Trent Gresham. I think so. So, yeah, so I don't know. I don't think I'm doing that. For the, for for the Yankees, man, I mean, I think the Yankees have all the the uh, resources in the world to make sure that um, he's back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get him in town. He's going to play in New York. I mean, the guy's at 1,200 ops basically in like 90% of the parks and big leagues, so that's not going to be like a, you know, the, the biggest factor or anything like that. But playing in front of New York, being – Juan Soto, hopefully he can, you know, be the guy that he's always kind of been and, uh, you know, succeed in New York. And, you know, I, I honestly, I mean, he's the type of guy that should play the next 13 years of his career in New York and and be that icon up there next. So um, good for Juan Soto, uh, good for the Yankees. It would be kind of funny, though, like if next offseason he signed with Boston or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, that so yeah. Awful, you know? It, and it would, it would complete a, a wacky – um roundabout with all that went on today when it comes to all that so there's the big news uh craig kimbrell to the orioles um not i mean obviously we know the name he's a pretty pretty hot he's a pretty accomplished guy but he's a little bit up there in age well the orioles are losing felix batista for a whole season to tommy john and you know, they need one year of a closer before Batista will be back. And, you know, it kind of seems like that this is a good move for both teams because it's going to get Kimbrell another year of closing ball games, or at least being probably in that setup role for uh, Diaz, 
is it Diaz? Yeah, I think Diaz, Yanni or Diaz or uh, the the kid up there and uh, that was closing at the end of the year for Baltimore. So I, I think it's good for both teams. And then, um, and so who do they get Kimbrell from? Uh, he was a free agent. Oh, okay, okay. And then they had I to think get. He was on Philly last year, right? Okay, so any any reason why you wouldn't have wanted to see Kimbrell to the Rangers for a year? Um, I think if you're going to spend on a closer, closer, you're trying to get something that's more controllable than one year, and you don't want to give Kimbrel anything more than one year. Um, so I could see, you know, if you're going to lock down a closer, you want something for more than one year, whereas Baltimore is looking for something for that one year. Right, right. Gotcha. Um, and then let's take a quick little Let's push that to the very end. We'll push this next one to the end just because okay. it's related. Astros trade. Trip down memory lane. Is that that one? Yeah, we'll take a trip down. Okay. Astros make a couple, make a trade for a couple of guys. Uh, Dylan well, they traded Coleman. for one and then they signed one. Okay, traded for Dylan Coleman and then they signed Caratini. I think Coleman's the one that's probably the most interesting. And if if you're listening and you don't know who that is, that's why we have Bull. Well, he's a. Uh, uh... <laughs> Monster arm out of the Royals uh, bullpen. Dude throws like, you know, 104, 105, something like that. I mean, not, maybe not consistently, but he's been clocked at that those kind of speeds. So, yeah, he's an interesting uh, – he, he, he would have been interesting in the Rangers bullpen. I imagine that he was on their radar. I didn't really see what a, the Astros set in return, but I couldn't imagine it being anything – I mean, considering the Rangers' like ninth best prospect is better than the Astros' first best prospect, I mean, it, it couldn't have been a terrible like I mean a Dustin Harris comp, maybe. Okay. Um. Well, and then let's look at. I'm just kind of, kind of. Oh, and Caratini's kind of a veteran backup catcher. I would imagine that he was he's brought there solely to uh, back up um, the young kid that uh, they're letting Maldonado go for. What, and what did you say that the uh, that the Astros gave up for uh, this flamethrower? Well, I don't know. I didn't see the return on that. I, I haven't found the return just yet. Um, but I would say, like, based on, like, Astros to Rangers organization, possibly oh, like Dustin Harris, uh, like something like that. Acquired Coleman from the Royals on Wednesday exchange for Carlos Mateo. Carlos, yeah, maybe some, maybe similar, maybe a little lower, even maybe one of those mid-level pitchers or uh, something like that. Well, and you know the Royals, they uh, they're sneaky, they're sneaky. All of a sudden, guys that they were throwing ninety-four for one team, they or, go or, they go to them and they're throwing ninety-seven. One hundred one. Yep. So Carlos yeah, Mateo penciled, penciled in for the next five years as their ace. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> It looks like, if I'm not mistaken, Mateo might be a a 17-year-old pitcher. Um, and it looks like he's got some strikeout stuff. Okay, so, so even even lower than that, we probably somebody that we'll talk about this Sunday on the farm show. Wait, hold on. There's another Carlos Mateo. Let's see here. Oh, man, now you're, now you're killing me. Killing you here. I know. Oh, nope, this is the right one. He's... From the Astros, 18 years old, um, literally just green, green as green gets. So yeah. not a lot given up there. 
Um, no. Mets signed Michael. Don't call me Tonka Truck Tonkin. Yeah, this is a pretty good sign for the Mets under the radar. This guy threw a bunch of innings last year for the Braves to about a four and a half ERA, but he is what he is, and he gets outs, and he, uh, you know, I mean, he's pretty good coming in in situations where there's people on base and, and works around those. So, um, you know, not a bad, not a bad signing for the Mets. Yeah, not to be confused with Doc Tonkin, uh, who had a cup of coffee in 1907. With uh, yes, definitely not to be confused with a with a team in Washington, which I'm not sure who that team was. Well, I mean, technically, that would be the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, well, and you got to check this guy's picture out. I mean, the hat he's wearing is is super duper cool. So, um, so there you go, guys. That's why baseball reference is great. Angels signed Luis Garcia and Adam Stimber. A couple of uh, bullpen guys. Um, Luis uh, Garcia is hard thrower, gets a lot of ground balls. Um, uh, Simber, is that right? Simber? Um, mm-hmm. uh, submarine guy. So he's an interesting gimmicky pitcher. Um, struggled last year, had a good year the year before that. Anaheim willing to take a shot in a very Rangers between. 2017 and 2021 move. So I'm, I'm look, there's two Luis Garcia's, but again, is this, he's the one that played for the Rangers in 2020. Okay. Now is he somebody like, is there, are either of these guys, somebody that would have interested the Rangers? Mm, Garcia, maybe, but probably not. I think (laughs) at any time, most of last season, they probably could have had them for nothing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then Pirates acquire – this one was good. Good call here on this one. Acquire Marco Gonzalez from Atlanta, man. Talk about a cup of – not even a cup of coffee. Like, barely got out of the airport. Yeah, and then on his way to Pittsburgh. Probably didn't um, leave I the house. Was, I, I saw this a mile away. You know, I could <laughs> tell this one was coming because uh, nothing against Marco Gonzalez, but he doesn't upgrade the Atlanta ro- rotation at all, but he definitely upgrades the Pittsburgh rotation. Yeah, um, and then Eddie, Eric, Eric Fetty. Eric Fetty. Fetty, yeah, KBO MVP this year. What's that? KBO MVP this year in Korea. Oh, this is that guy, okay. All right, I heard about this guy. KBO MVP. Yeah, uh, terrible with the Nationals mm. uh, several years ago, but yep. from all indication, he throws sweeper splitter now, and he's never thrown that before in the major leagues. So the White Sox are going to give him a little bit of money to come and try and throw that sweeper, uh, sweeper, splitter, four seam combo here in the U.S. You, if you interested at all in his statistics last year for the Cabo? I know it was incredible. So he went 180 innings, 209 Ks with a .95 WHIP, won 20 games out of those 30 games. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he had yeah. one heck of a season out there at the KBO. Well, that's how you win an MVP. MVP. Yeah. Well, and that's how you get back to the major leagues too. Absolutely. To your deal. Absolutely, and he's going to have thirty million in his pocket now because of those twenty wins and mm-hmm. uh, two hundred plus strikeouts and one hundred and eighty innings. Good, and, and you know what? I hope it does. Goes. I hope it goes good for him. I love these kind of stories. Um, all right, so let's. Let's get into some conspiracy theories. The, 
the Guardians win the draft lottery with a point with a what a three percent chance or two percent, and then the Cincinnati gets second, and they have like even a lower chance, and then point nine. Percent chance of winning the lottery, so it had to have went up a little bit to be second, right? So, like, probably one point one. Well, and and the funny part is, is like, who cares if the A the A's probably deserve the pick, but what are they going to do? Develop the guy and and send him off somewhere uh, for yeah, most likely. Guys, you know, that is the game plan up there in Oakland, but they want to win with him a little bit first, and um, but Oakland. You know, they, they remind me of the uh, early 90s Mavs where they're just the worst team that's ever played baseball and somehow um, good teams are selecting in front of them. Like, like how did Pity Hardaway and Shaq both come out in those two years and and the uh, and Chris Weber and the Mavericks got none of those guys? Well, and how in the world does San Antonio get the number one pick and pick a center like every decade? That's just, uh, you know, the way the work works. Yeah, the way the work works, brother. So, um, hey, so final thing, take a quick trip down memory lane. Former Rangers, Willie Calhoun, Dennis Santana, who has an award on our show, um, Mark Mathias and Lueri Garcia, all signing minor league deals, none with the Rangers, though. No, no, no. Yankees and Dennis Santana, um, (laughs) the – Angels and Willie Calhoun, the Braves and Lori Garcia, and um, I can't remember who Matthias signed with because that's how important it was to me, but I wanted to bring it up, <laughs> um, but I can't remember who he signed with. Probably probably not anyone any good um, because I can't imagine him playing on the big league squad of a team that's going to win. So speaking of trips down memory lane, um, it's going to be the second annual Brawl at the Hall. Brawl at the Hall. It's not Seek and Destroy. No, Brawl and at the Hall. And this is second annual, right? Second annual. So yes. we're going to take a trip down memory lane in uh, in January then. Uh, that is correct. In January 26th, we'll be right back at it at the Southside Preservation Hall. Matt War Pro. Uh, they're coming together with uh, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling and uh, um, Death Breath Entertainment to bring you Brawl at the Hall too. Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, Texas, just a couple of couple of miles south of I thirty in South Fort Worth. It's a beautiful old building. Love love the venue. Can't wait to be back there and wrestling on January twenty sixth. I know. For sure, if anybody has been keeping up with us, they know that uh, Damo McCullough and Brick Savage are going to wrestle at Brawl at the Hall 2 in a big double main event with the main event, the other, the co-main event being Brett McKenzie defending the Trinity River Heritage title against Franco D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, going to be a... Good old time. Love that venue right down the road from from where uh, the in-laws live. And uh, we're going to be pumped up to go to go to that. Great that we already have matches uh, to talk about. Great. We're going to have all of our favorite vendors back. Kelly's Onion Burgers, yes. Big Dog's Hot Dogs, Starry's Ice Cream will all mm-hmm. be in attendance selling their tremendous products. 
Yeah, let's hope it's nice and, and chilly out there because I think that onion burger with those fries when it's a little chilly would be uh, would be money in the bank. So let's talk some Rangers news. Um, well, let's let me give you this first one because you know you did all the work here. So tell us about what Jerry Fraley did. So Jerry Fraley was a. Uh, uh was probably one of the funnest beat writers that the Dal- the Texas Rangers and the Dallas Morning News have ever had. Always, always with fun numbers, always with fun articles, tremendous beat writer. Him and Evan Grant have always been tremendous or were always tremendous there. And a couple of years ago, we lost Gary. Mm, I mean, I'm sorry, Gary, Jerry Fraley. Mm, okay. So the... Uh, um, made the Hall of Fame or the BBWAA, the Baseball Writers Association, they're going to honor Jerry Fraley with the Career Excellence Award to to in his, to his family um, in remembrance of him. He was uh, such a good baseball guy. Everybody that talks about him, all they all love him. And uh, you know, I met him a couple of times at some some Ranger games back when I was a. Uh, a little bit younger and nicest guy you could uh, ask for. Um, so um, congratulations to him. Uh, I know it's, uh, you know, post humus or whatever the, the word is for that. But, um, you know, he, he was a great beat writer and uh, this is a great award for him. And I hope his uh, family is, a, is, is appreciative of it. Yeah. A lot of feel good stories coming out of the Rangers camp this off season. Um, Rangers, big news for the Rangers. They signed former Padres closer. This is kind of the news of the day for us, I guess. Uh, Kirby Yates. Uh, I, I love the contract. Uh, I think it's a big upgrade from the kind of guys we were getting like this last year. Well, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that at his best has been really, really, really good in the big leagues. And we're talking, you know, all-star closer type guy. And uh, had an arm injury, worked his way back, and then last year pops up. You know, I mean, he's been with the Braves, I think, a couple of years now. But um, you know, really pitches well last year for the Braves uh, out out of their bullpen. And uh, I mean, the guy has, uh, um, you know, he's always been a good pitcher. He's had some really really good years, but his splitter is so deceptive that he's always as long as he has decent control on that pitch he's always going to be able to get outs because he keeps batters off speed or off balance he throws oh somewhere around tops out about 95 something like that 95 96 but uh, stays between 92 and 94 um throws splitter slider doesn't throw the slider a ton if he does throw it it's going to be to right-handed batters um but uh, Kirby Yates, I mean, hey, you know, it beats the hell out of looking at guys like, uh, um, you know, Yeri Rodriguez and um, oh. some of those guys that we saw log innings last year that were not ready to log innings in the big leagues. Mm. And, you know, I mean, it's definitely from an upgrade from a guy like Ian Kennedy or mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, going into camp with those options. So. Oh, and and definitely an upgrade from the young kids like Glenn Otto and and some of those dudes that were 
um, eaten roster spots last year during the, you know, during the off season because they wanted to find out what they had in them. And, you know, it didn't take long. What's his name? What was his name? Uh, Spencer Howard. No. Yeah. Spencer Howard. But there's the other guy, AJ Alexi. AJ Alexi, he ended up being a casualty last off season just mm-hmm. because I don't think he's pitched in the big leagues. Um, so it's not like those have been killer moves or anything like that. But, but um, hey, you know, this year I'll, they've I'll, got let's huh? sleep on the fact that Kirby had 80 K's. La- I mean, I know he had the surgery and all, but 80 K's over 60 innings uh, last year. I mean, yeah, and, and it's a looks- lot of. And he depends like on the on that split finger a lot, and that's where he gets a lot of his strikeouts with guys chasing splitters out of the zone or being fooled by a fastball up in the zone, even though he throws ninety three, ninety four miles an hour. Yeah, in um, fifteen in his in his best year in twenty nineteen, fifteen Ks per nine. Hey, do you know what um, Kirby Yates' nickname is? I have no idea. Chubbs Senior. So we call him old Chubbs. So he old might this guy. Yeah, I haven't seen this guy like actually seen his picture, but looking at the picture in there, he he doesn't look he he doesn't look two oh five. I could I could see that being very true. And you know especially who, at thirty seven years old. You know who he reminds me of? Like looking at him like if like if Brent McKenzie had decided to go a different route like in his career and, and maybe had a good fastball. Like he could possibly have been Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting. That's, that's I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm going, man. This is like a, you know, I'm not going to say anything too derogatory because if I, I don't, I don't want to have to like say it to Brent's face. So, I'll, <laughs> um. So anyway, really exciting news. Lots of fun, and I thought I'd sneak another one of our deaf breath guys on the show if I could. So now let's get into this rule five. Which was, yeah, I mean, interesting to say the least. <laughs> this rule five draft was, was like it was a text you had coming into me today. I'm trying to focus and I can't help it. And it's funny because my boss was like, What are you smiling about over there? And I'm like, The Rangers rule five draft is going on and the, the weirdest stuff is happening. And it's just, it's funny. He knows I'm a Rangers fan and like he is too. He wasn't, you know, I'm not getting in trouble or nothing because I'm checking a text here and there. And it was just funny because my reactions were just like, is this really happening? So instead of me reporting what's going on, what happened or whatever, like kind of give them the, the, the play-by-play of like kind of how this all went down for the Rangers in the Rule 5 this year. Well, it was definitely an interesting day today for Justin Slate. <laughs> um, we, had, we had kind of figured by the hype that he had been getting that Justin Slayton at 26 years old was probably going to get a chance to pitch in the big leagues next year. And uh, the New York Mets selected Justin Slayton in the first round of the rule five draft. And there was only one round this year, 10 players taken. It's the smallest rule five draft since like 2013. Hmm. Um, But Slayton was taken uh, by the New York Mets and then about 45 minutes later, the New York Mets flipped Justin Slayton to the Boston Red Sox for a young prospect and some cash. Yep. <laughs> and then the Rangers down the line there where they, they picked in the Rule 5, which I think the strategy was this, was, well, we'll try and slide Slayton through. 
If Slayton doesn't slide through, we'll see what's left. <laughs> and we'll take a flyer on a good young pitcher. Yep, I thought the same thing. That's hilarious. And that's that's kind of what I took from it. And, you know, um, I don't hate what a Coleman... Uh, Carson uh, Coleman. Carson, uh, yeah, I don't hate what no. I saw from his numbers a couple of years ago. I know they're double-A numbers, but he's a little bit older guy. His stuff's going to translate. And yep. now we're just going to see how he comes back from an injury. I would imagine that he'll start the year on the IL and won't figure into spring training at all. And uh, when he's healthy to pitch, you'll get a chance to see him. And if he uh, doesn't do anything for the Rangers, I mean, he'll be – sent back to um, the New York Yankees. And um, I don't, I'm pretty sure that Slayton, if he doesn't make Boston's 26 man roster, he'll have to be sent back to the Rangers as well. Also it's a a $100,000 payment to the team that you took the, uh, that you took the player from. And then on Sunday uh, during the farm show, um, when we can figure out when to get that in with the Bills playing at 325 and the Cowboys playing at 725. <laughs> we'll, uh, when we get that in, we will talk about the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft where the Rangers did lose a handful. Well, not a handful, but three more prospects. And we'll talk about them on the uh, show Sunday before we get into those Dominican Summer League and uh, Complex League teams. Yeah, so a lot of fun today on the show. Your text to me was, today's show is going to be a banger. It has most certainly been that. So let's finish it up with the Rangers news. So some mystery suitors have popped up for Otani and Yamamoto. The question on everybody's mind is, are we, is that the, are we talking about the Rangers here? Could be. I, mean, I don't know. Very I, mean, I can't. I can't say a hundred percent that the Rangers are in on Otani and Yamamoto, but I definitely can't say that they're not. You know, and and when we talked about Soto earlier, I would rather be dropping. You know, again, I've been very conservative in terms of how much money I want to give Shohei Otani, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to give big money, I'd rather give it to him than Soto. Not that Soto's not great, but. If I'm going to be dropping another $500 million or whatever in the offseason um, and it's not going to be on pitching, um, then, you know, and I guess Otani technically is pitching. But Otani, I wouldn't mind it. And then Yamamoto is just super intriguing. 25 years old, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, everything yeah, he's about him. And he's one of the more interesting guys that have ever come over. I mean, he's Darvish interesting, but he's young. Darvish was 27 or 28 years old when he came to the United States. Same thing, Daisuke was in his 30s. Um, he's more like Otani in that sense, where he's a younger guy um, uh, in a position to be posted, uh, where, you know, it's different than it used to be. I mean, it used to be teams would pay for the rights to negotiate. And whoever spent the most money got to negotiate with the guys. And now it's more like just whoever, whoever spends the most gets him and they become mostly more like free agents instead of like the same kind of, you know, okay, this guy, this team paid so much, like the Rangers paid like $50 million and the like next closest was like seven. 
mm. for you, Darvish, back in the day. But they got the rights to negotiate with them. And all that money that you that was posted or whatever, all it basically did was go to that team in Japan to help them continue in, in the right direction as an organization. So it didn't hurt the club or anything like that. It didn't hurt. It didn't go against the salary cap or anything like that. But now it's more just a wild, wild west as soon as they post them and you've got 45 days to figure out whether you want this guy or if you can afford this guy or if you could sign this guy. Yeah, and I think we're going to see more of this in the future with these Japanese guys hopping ship, jumping ship. Oh, yeah. Well, I, th- I think a real wide opening or a real opening eye-opening experience was this March whenever it seemed like there were more eyes on the World Baseball Classic than ever um, before, uh, you know, Japan beat you, the U.S. right there at the end, and it was based on the Yamamoto, Sasaki, Darvish, Otani, and those guys as uh, the pitchers. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think, I mean, because next year is going to be fun, too, because I believe that that uh, Sasaki kid that uh, um, pitched very well for – Team Japan uh, will probably be posted next year. Yeah, and there were there were that there was some really good talent out there all over the place on that World Baseball Classic. Guys that I had never heard of before. So, anyways, uh, I don't want to linger there. You already kind of brought up a little bit uh, about what we've got coming up on our Down on the Farm with uh, with the Boys show. So, just to give you a quick recap, we'll be definitely covering. Dominican. Before you get started, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's subscribed in the last couple of days. We appreciate it. And, oh. uh, you know, obviously you could tell by our $1.99, it isn't like something that we're trying to get rich on. But uh, we do appreciate everybody that uh, signed up in the last couple of days. We got some new subscribers? We do, yes. Oh, how exciting. So, well, I would second that thank you to, to our new subscribers. There is a ton of stuff on there to literally just sink your teeth into because like I said, I, I go on there to li- like, I've, I've learned everything that I know from going to the show and listening to bulls. So I promise you guys, there is tons of content to seek your teeth into on that. And it's a fun binge. Listen, if you're just catching up, so I recommend it. And so we will be going into the Dominican summer league and the Arizona complex league this weekend. And we will also um, talk a little bit about the rule five and what players, the Rangers uh, had taken so it's going to be some a lot of news on there that you're not going to get here on our normal show it's only a dollar 99 a month this will help you make us your one-stop shop for all things rangers organization-wide so go over to our website texasrangerswiththeboys.com all one word or go to our spotify page and you can subscribe today so let's do the fun the funner part of the show the funnest the gooder part of the show um we're gonna we're doing our top 15 moments of the rangers season let's take a trip down to recent memory lane um and talk about a memory that both of us got to share live and in in full living color maybe who knew at that time at that moment that we were going to be watching on opening day the future world champion texas rangers um a lot of hugs were getting passed out that day, but there was one specific moment that we were all just lit about. The big three run Jimmy Jack 
to quote the great Eric Nadell from Robbie Grossman on opening day is our number 14 moment of the season. Now, had the Rangers not made the playoffs and we're doing this thing right, that could very well easily be a top five moment Mm -hmm. in the season because it made you think that the Rangers have got something. We're having fun. The, the, uh, The building was rocking. Kevin was out there calling it. Like, don't worry, guys, we got this. They're going to close the roof. We're going to come back. And they close the roof. Robbie Grossman goes yak off Aaron Nola. And the uh, the rest of the game is history. The Rangers win uh, in grand fashion on opening day. And that is our number 14 moment of the season. Yeah, it, let me let me let me give you the like the scene here. So we're Jacob deGrom start to his Rangers career does not go as we had hoped. So the place is literally, you could hear a pin drop. Funeral. Stunned. The place is stunned. And we're kind of looking at each other. And I mean, of course, you know, we're both like, hey, there's 162 of these things, but this sucks. Um, (laughs) You know, no doubt. This is not what we were hoping for. And then, you know, it starts to mist outside. And I'm like, all right, I have absolutely no reason to say this except for the fact that I want to like change. I just, something needs to happen around here. Cause we're, we we're, it's opening day. We drop way too much money on these tickets to be, you know. Uh, so we go and we poke the team with a stick. Yes. Yes. So basically what we do there and uh, you know, a hit here, a hit there. And the next thing, you know, Robbie Grossman's hitting with, with a couple on, they've already got a couple in. And they cut this thing to what, like, I think it made it a one-run ball game or whatever. And Brad Miller even hit a home run. Bubba Thompson stealing home runs. And the, the Rangers come back in grand fashion and, and win opening day. And it was, you know, it was a it was a fun day to be a Rangers fan. And there were a bunch of people there that were having the time of their life after about that third inning. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun and uh, a blast. And, uh, you know, wouldn't have rather shared it with anybody else, my man. Oh, um, no, absolutely. Same. That so, kid that I hugged, <laughs> me and him, yeah, tight yeah. for life. <laughs> so, uh, hey, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, today's show was a blast. Let's hope that more fun uh, news is probably going to be. This probably going to be heating up all weekend. And you have our guarantee that if another Jacob DeGrom moment or a Bruce Bochy moment, uh, happens over the weekend. We'll find a way to get on here and 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 uh, let you guys know about it. But thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you to our new. So, oh, did we have a question? No, no, we'll get to it. To it. It, it's an get, open-ended question that we, we can will, do tomorrow if we need. We to. will get to that open-ended question tomorrow. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you for uh, listening to the show. Texas Rangers with the boys. Check us out on social media. TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Where you can subscribe to our exclusive content. Down on the farm with the boys, just $1.99 a month. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Thank you for following us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300-pound manual. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.